I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Meta, a podcast about podcasts. My name is Peter Wells, and today I'm joined by three different guests, and we're going to be discussing Spotify and the way it is approaching podcasts, which I find really fascinating. Now, I'm going to be upfront and honest and say that I am a little nervous when it comes to Spotify and what they're doing with podcasts. I, I don't like the idea that podcasts are something that can live in just one app. I, I think the, the idea of podcasting, what makes it so wonderful, is that you can use it on any app that you like, and it's just an RSS, it's just an MP3. That is what makes podcasting special. But I have to give Spotify credit where it's due. What they're doing with cutting up music and putting it into podcasts is really, really interesting. And the next show I'm going to be talking about, the show I'm talking about today, could only exist on Spotify. And so that's one of the times where I'll give Spotify a pass. This is something interesting they're doing. I understand why it can only live on their app. And that is the price of admission. Anyway, this is an episode about the A1 podcast. It is a podcast that pulls in the audio from the A1 playlist on Spotify, and they've created a radio show around that. It's really, really fascinating. First, we're going to discuss the show itself with the creators, and then after the break, we'll chat to Leah Harris, who is actually one of the people behind this idea, one of the producers at Spotify, and she's going to explain uh, some of the, the thought process that went into creating this show. Stick around, it's a great discussion and I think it is uh, really interesting as kind of snapshot of where we are with podcasts in 2021. All right, well, let's just jump right in then um, and let's talk about the the show. So, Jade, Jasmine, I'm a huge fan of hip-hop, even though I'm the whitest dude alive. You know, obviously mixtapes have been a big part of hip-hop from day dot. Is that what you were trying to do with this show? I feel like it's probably a little bit more uh, similar to a radio show, in all honesty, with the talk breaks as well, like a very modern day radio show. And it's cool that we have the features to be able to skip through the talk breaks and the songs and get to like the nitty gritty of what people actually want. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely more like a radio show, but we're trying to also keep it more conversational. So in terms of like the mixtape thing, I guess... It's people that have been like sending me music. I don't know, Jazz, if you've been receiving anything, but yeah, people yeah, are sending music through. So I guess it is kind of like a like a a platform for people to try and get their music onto the onto the playlist because we do have that kind of influence and in, um, in the in the direction that it could potentially go in. Mm. So yeah, I can see your point there about it sort of being like the the new age mixtape. Mm. Yeah. 
All right. Well, if if we look at it then as a radio program, I'm fascinated that you just said that you, you still try to keep it in the lane of podcasting. What do you mean by that? Like, well, what separates radio from what you're doing right now? Mm, that's a good question. I think just incorporating the music as well. I think it's a really great combination because like when we're, because we do the deep dives into the songs. And so it's awesome that we can play the track straight after and people, I, I feel like it's a lot more engaging this way. Yeah. People like are able to hang on for longer and it's broken up and they get to, yeah, they get to like put the two and two together and then come back. We also have listener questions. So we get to like answer things directly that they're after too. So it's just a little bit more uh, involved, like with the audience as well, the interactions there. Yeah, it is more involved with the audience, but also, I guess, like on a typical podcast, you might do more of like a deeper dive into a topic. So Mm -hmm. we're trying to also do that with um, A1 The Show. And just to kind of show our opinions and personalities as well, you know, because we do work in the industry as like Jazz and I are both DJs, you know, I have my my hands in like helping artists sort of not manage artists but help them develop, you know, so there's like so many different things that we do outside of this as well. So we're able to kind of bring that to the table and discuss that in more detail mm. with, as opposed to it being just like a, a platform to report on whatever's happening that week. It really is more of like an insightful sort of um, educational, like information sort of resource as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and talk me through the the structure of an episode. Then, if I if I'm sitting down to listen to the show, what can I expect in terms of the talk to music ratio and 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 kind of what you're you're trying to do with the show? Mm. I feel like well, at the moment we're still open to changing the format a little bit, but so far we have a few different talk breaks, like in between songs, where we like the first segment we'll talk about the best like new music that's been added to the A1 playlist for that week because it updates every Friday. So then we get on and individually talk about our favourite songs, like why we love them so much, like our personal connection to it. Because as Jade was saying as well, like we've grown up with all of these artists and we do have a lot of like personal connections with them too. So we can share like our experiences. Got like, for example, we just had uh, day one on yesterday and I went to his launch party the week before. So we got him on, had a little interview and we're we're just able to talk about things that maybe not a lot of people would know so that's like kind of the beginning section and then we also dive a little bit deeper into music news and choose the topics that are like super relevant for that week and then we've also got like I said the interview towards the end of the show and we do a song focus as well that we've all like come together on and agree that this is like the highlight it's often from Australian artists because we do want to shed more light on them or New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah. a part of it too. Yeah. And we also have a um, listener hotline. So it's one three hundred a one show where people can call in and ask the panel anything. So that's a really exciting addition that we've included. It's a, it'll be interesting to see like whether that kind of continues on throughout the show, but yeah, that's something that we, we also thought would be a really good idea. So it's good to get the kind of the, the listeners and people involved in that aspect as well. And and so how did this come about? Like, did Spotify approach you to to put this together? Well, Spotify is a very, like, collaborative sort of business, I guess you could say. So, like, I had already 
had connections with people within the business in other areas. And I think the way this came about, it was like, it was quite beautiful actually, because I think a few people were thinking about this idea and it was just a matter of time before it actually happened and it actually came to fruition. So I was sort of in talks about another podcast that I have with the podcast team. And then I was also in contact with, you know, the artist relations side of Spotify. And then the production company that we're working on this podcast with had sort of pushed forward on the idea. And then somehow I ended up in the mix and it all just kind of happened like that. So it was really nice to see that it it felt very organic and like it was just sort of meant to be and then I think the same thing kind of happened with jazz where jazz was also in the same sort of space of hosting and and doing interviews on other news hip-hop news platforms and yeah I guess they just decided that we would probably be the best fit which is really exciting yeah yeah like you said yeah it has felt super organic and just like the right time Like Mm. it just felt like this was something that's been needed for a really long time. And you, me and Kev have all been working in the scene, like individually on our own things. And it just kind of felt like all of us coming together would be the the perfect thing. Yeah, it was really lucky how it worked out. And I love how we are building it sort of as we go along, we're learning, we're figuring out what works, what doesn't work. So we're not being too strict on And Spotify aren't sort of like, even though they have the overall say, they're really giving us that sort of like that movement and we're able to kind of, yeah, add our two cents and and really steer it in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Which is what I think probably been lacking for, not lacking, but I think it's kind of nice to be the people um, in the the driver's seat, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, totally. And so when you're Technically, when you sit down to record, are you doing it all live? Like, are you listening back to the songs as well? And, or is it more of a bits and pieces, kind of like Lego bits, blocks that you put together after the, sh- after the fact? We try to just do a clean run so that we don't have to edit too much out. But I guess as we're still kind of learning, it is a little bit like a, like a bits and pieces kind of thing at the moment. But the goal is to just be able to record and and essentially just put out whatever we've recorded kind of off the top mm. but um, we, we managed to actually kind of get pretty close to that though mm-hmm. yeah it's it's crazy because every we did do a bunch of demos before we launched last week and with every episode that we've done I think that you can really see our connection grow and so it is it's a lot less editing as the weeks continue which is nice but it's like on the Friday when the playlist drops we have kind of over the weekend to just like let the song sink in a little bit and um and then we just come together and blurt out our thoughts and feelings about it yeah so so what are your backgrounds you've said that you've been working in this industry for quite some time um give me a a, a quick rundown of the history of both of you um I have been a DJ for 15 years now I grew up DJing my whole all my uncles and my dad were DJs so I learned you know from birth pretty much and like I used to, you know, go and practice in the nightclubs that my family used to manage back in the day. And yeah, I was also a street dancer. So I was a break dancer and I competed in a lot of competitions around the world. And so I was always very kind of, I was just around hip hop. And then I got into emceeing a little bit in my early twenties. And then from there, yeah, just kind of kept growing on that. 
And then I guess podcasting kind of came into the mix a few years back and I decided to start a podcast and then that kind of overtook everything else that I do and it ended up being my main gig. So, yeah, and, and then, like I said, I kind of help develop artists, the new artists on the scene, which I'm really passionate about. But, yeah, that's that's my involvement. So it's <laughs> a lot. There's always a lot going on. But <laughs> And Jasmine? Um, yeah, so pretty much like I've always been so passionate about music, I like pretty much every genre, but definitely like old school hip hop growing up. And it was it was really just all I listened to. And then so I kind of knew like in high school that that's what I wanted to do with my life, like get my hands involved somehow. And um, so when I left, I started studying journalism and kind of sidestepped into radio a little bit. I wanted to just solely do music journalism, even though people were like, no, you need to do news and things like this. I was like, no, it's music for me. Then fortunately, oh, actually, um, prior to that, I did volunteer at Radio Skid Row, which is like Sydney's like longest running community hip hop radio station. Um, so I was working there for a little while, producing and presenting on a podcast for um, women, um, like non-binary people, trans people, just like kind of like amplifying their voices and especially women of colour. And so did that for a little bit. I was like 17 and was interviewing like Sampa the Great, which was pretty awesome. And then tried, yeah, got a qualification in journalism. So I'd stepped into radio and then uh, did an internship in a podcast department at ABC, which was a six months gig. But because Triple J is a part of ABC, like every week I was going up there being like, can I get a job? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I did that for a while and eventually um, did land a job. My first gig there was producing, assistant producing for Breakfast and Drive. And um, like over two years, two and a half years, I was able to move across like all the shows as the producer. I worked really closely with Bridget Husway on Good Nights. So I was her producer for that for six months and I had DJ equipment there and my goal was just to save up, get my own equipment and then get into DJing. So uh, that's what I did. And then I ended up leaving and traveling Europe for a few months, did some DJing over there. And then by that time, like that was just the beginning of COVID. And then last year, I was able to do some music interviews with the other two people that were working with, Chris and Kev, which was great. So I did like, I I interviewed a couple of hip hop artists on that and yeah, just kept up with my DJing and then here we are. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So if if you were to nominate a hip hop artist that you think isn't getting enough recognition or media attention, who, who would you turn to? Oh, that's an awesome question. Someone that I have a lot of time for and I really enjoy his music is Ziggy Ramo. Uh, He's an Indigenous rapper from Sydney. And I just really like that conscious rap, like the talking about like what life is is truly like and his experiences. And he's really candid and gets really vulnerable. And I think that that's like something that's really special with like a lot of male hip hop artists that are coming out of Australia at the moment. So Ziggy Ramo, for sure. And I would have to say a Western Sydney duo called Shotter. I've watched them and worked with them since, you know, over 10 years ago and they're still at it. They're still grinding. One of them's Tongan, one of them's Thai, and they're actually quite popular in Asia. 
but not so much in Australia. So I would love to kind of see their style be recognized and maybe, I don't know, I think I can, I can kind of see the trends moving in that direction. So maybe they'll get a bit more popular in the next few years, but I think their style is super unique and very different and they're very, they work really hard and they're very passionate about what they do. And they're very consistent and always releasing music as well, which is, which is super important. So yeah, I would say cult shot Cool. And, um, and how did the hip hop community handle the, the COVID lockdowns that we went through? It, I, I've spoken to a lot of comedians on this show over the, over the last year who obviously had all of their live venues pulled out from them and, and they lost a lot of uh, shows that they'd booked. Were, I, I assume the stories were quite similar on the hip hop side of things. Did people have to rush to new forms of digital media and things like that? A hundred percent, yes. Um, we were all greatly affected. I mean, Jazz and I obviously lost majority of our DJ gigs, so that's, you know, a huge chunk of our income gone. And luckily I had my podcast, so I was safe there and I do a few other things. But, yeah, a lot of people, you know, lost their live shows and they were kind of forced to go online and figure out other ways that they can they can reach their fans. So, I mean, there, I know a lot of artists that have actually done better mm-hmm. during COVID because maybe it forced them to do something that they wouldn't normally do and 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 they were able to find that silver lining but I do know that um in saying you know there was there's a lot of positive that came out of it there was also unfortunately a lot of struggle yeah Mm -hmm. and you know like friends that own hip-hop nights and clubs and venues and restaurants and bars that rely on you know that the hip-hop culture really you know they either went under or they they've had to put everything on on pause so yeah it's kind of a bit of mix of both good and bad Mm, everything you said was so on point I completely agree like I feel like it forced people to think more outside of the box and we saw verses pop up so I was tuned in on that like every single time that um artists were coming on there and I know that there were a couple shows that got launched like over Instagram where people were performing and doing like live DJ sets not getting paid very much at all but it was just like really showing the people that that was super passionate about it like you could really see that because they were the ones that were persisting and it was just like it did pay off and um like you said Jade I think that having that time away a lot of artists are really introverted too so I think that like Mm -hmm. it was it worked out for some people to be able to just be in their rooms writing every day and like working on their craft so a bit of both Mm-hmm. And and what about the community itself? Was there? Uh, did you see a lot of people helping each other out? Figure figure this stuff out. Absolutely. You know, the more you kind of brainstorm with other people, you start working with like brands and and just bringing everyone's different skill sets together. You know, you you start to create some really great ideas. And so we've we've seen a lot of them happen. I think this podcast being you know a, a result of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, obviously Spotify are doing something really interesting here with this, this uh, combination of, of the live radio elements plus the, the podcasting. What kind of advice or guidelines have they kind of given you helping develop the show? Yeah, honestly, it's it's been really nice. Like they've just kept telling us to be authentic and that we've been chosen for a reason and just to kind of let our personalities and our opinions shine through. And it's like something that I really love about it too is like 
Jade, myself and Kev all have quite different backgrounds, even though we've been in the same industry and seen each other around for a long time. We have like different passions like within hip hop as well. So yeah, I think that people can relate to us in different ways. And and so it just kind of, yeah, works in that way. And that's what Spotify have just kept reminding us when we go, when I go to like, just read things off and get a bit too music musy, they're like, scratch that, you know, just speak from the heart. And that's been really helpful. Yeah. I have absolutely no qualifications in this area whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I need all the help that I can get, but I, I, I've been given so much help and it's, it's, you know, they, like just said, they really encourage us to be ourselves, which I think is so important because, you know, what's, what's the point if we can't share our personalities and also to, you know, get our message out there and, and sort of, because Jazz and I are both really excited about being female and being able to represent the ladies. So Spotify have encouraged us, you know, in that area as well, being female to sort of let our, well, just not be afraid to say what we want to say and to represent. So um, that's been really good as well. Absolutely. And when you asked us before who some artists are that deserve like a little bit more attention as well, me and Jade always talk about there's an artist called Jess B who's from New Zealand and Sophie Grophy and we're working on getting them on like very soon as well. So they're just, yeah, I think being women in hip hop is is something that we're both really passionate about as well. And like, there's just so many talented women. So we're definitely going to try and showcase that a lot more. Yeah. So this is fascinating to hear because like the way you described it just then sounds like what you, you're actually both coming together into a studio with producers and things around you. Whereas everyone else I normally speak to about podcasting, you know, is in a room like this with their kids crap in the background and, (laughs) and trying to put together a show that way. So, so, is, is Spotify actually, like, do you have producers and stuff in the room with you helping? Not in the room with us, um, but they kind of do oversee the final product. It's a very quick turnaround because it's a weekly show. So um, from the time, like, we we organise, we essentially organise the interviews and we write the format of the show and, like, do a bit of a, bit of a loose sort of script so that we, in case we get off topic, you know, you know we can pull ourselves back in. Yeah, they don't sit in the room with us, no. Well, Kev is actually, he's the host, but he's also one of the producers. Yeah. And we do have his partner, Chris, as well, who's a producer. He's the one that records us in there. So it's like us four at the table just, yeah, chatting that way. And then it goes through the whole team the next day. Yeah, right, right. Mm. Uh, and and what, what would be from, so, so you said you did a couple of demos before you went live we did so based on the the demos first of all i think that's a really clever thing to do before you go live with any show um and i've always recommended you know when people ask me about podcasting advice they say record three episodes first and see if you can be bothered um sticking with it because it's a fuck of a lot of work but now that you you've done a couple of podcasts together and you've also done many podcasts in the past what advice would you give to someone who is thinking of starting their own show or especially starting one like this that is kind of a a blend of of music and um and talking Mm. I think just start and don't be afraid to change the format and I really don't 
like I, I think also when it comes to music as well, people can be super hesitant to put their work out there, like out of fear that it'll get judged or that it won't be that good. And I think just starting rather than like getting it out there and having it be perfect straight away, because what is perfect really? Like I think just put it out there and you can kind of learn as you go. Yeah, I agree with Jazz. My my thoughts are a bit more intense, but I think depending on where you want it to go, I think you need to either be, if it's a matter of just finding some confidence to put yourself out there, completely agree. But if you're wanting to like make this the biggest and best podcast in the whole world and you have millions of listeners, then I think being hypercritical about the detail and thinking about everything. So thinking about you know, how you sound to the content, but also the artwork, you know, the the way that the conversation is going to flow, how many pauses are there, you know, when you're speaking, like all of these sort of things, I think you have to be really thoughtful about and also study like other similar podcasts as well. That's a good one. Because then, mm-hmm. Yeah, because then that's going to give you an idea, right, of, of what's going to set you apart because you want to be different. You need to know what makes you different, what makes you stand out from the rest. But, I mean, besides that, just, you know, <laughs> get it out there. <laughs> that reminds me of um, one of my favourite sayings in uh, technology because that's the other side of my life is if you're not embarrassed by your uh, first product, then you shipped too late. Um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of get it out the door first, then get the feedback, then improve. I like that, yeah. But um, it, it just... it. Listening to you both there, the, your answers are so very, very different. Uh, Jasmine, you're, you're like, get on out there, just do it. And, and Jade, you're sweat every detail. Um, <laughs> do you think those, those That's two... That's why we make um, such a good team. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. I was going to ask. Like, do, do, do those two very, very different ways of looking at the world kind of help the show or, or help the chemistry, you think? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It balances us out. I mean... Just we we haven't been working together for long, but I think um, well for me, like I learn from a lot from jazz, you know, and and that's just from being around her. And like I that's embrace the fact that we are, you know, we're so similar, but we are so different, and that's okay. Like, and we have so much to learn from each other, which is great. If we were the same, if we were the same, it would be boring, right? Mm, so yeah, exactly. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you said everything <laughs> that I feel. It, yeah, it makes it exciting to come in like each week. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. And yeah, and congrats on the show. Thank you so much. This is really nice. Thank you. <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Um, all right, well, let's talk about A1. So, so I had a chat uh, earlier today and the hosts you have assembled, I don't know if it was you personally, but the hosts assembled are, are such a great combo. I think that uh, I could tell straight away why you'd put those two types of personalities together on a show. I just think it's a, it's a wonderful pairing. So uh, how did it, that all come about? Basically, we looked 
started searching within the industry, talking to all sorts of different people. I had been following these guys for a little while. Also from the music side of things, I work really closely with our music editors. So got their opinions and really just, it was one of those kind of magic moments where all the stars aligned and the hosts all pretty much knew each other. Mm -hmm. The chemistry was there and it all just aligned really, really nicely. But to find them was just a lot of research, looking, thinking, feeling, Mm -hmm. making sure that it was reflective of different facets of the industry as well as creators, as well as personalities. So it's a big mix of, there's a lot of different ingredients that went into making those three hosts what they are. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm really proud of it. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, it does sound really fantastic. And I, I want to ask about the technical side of, of putting the show together. So uh, I've been watching the the news of of Anchor, you know, adding support for these kind of shows. and But I can't imagine this is actually being recorded over Anchor, is it? It's not being recorded over Anchor, but we do use all the back end of right. Anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do record in a podcast studio set up, three mm-hmm. mics. Still very simple, nothing that is technically advanced than most other podcast setups. And then we edit down the segments and upload them into Anchor just like anyone else did. I created my own email address and account just like anyone else can on Anchor and upload it myself and set it to publish. <laughs> yeah, cool. And 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 so is this these kind of shows are, are these supposed to be kind of like when uh, Microsoft created the Surface to say yeah. to Windows, "This is what a good Windows laptop should look like." Is yeah. it kind of idea of of these shows of like this is this is what you can do with Anchor and Spotify? Yeah, that's part of the strategy. There's there's lots of different parts of why we made this show, but there is that you know twenty percent there that. I also wanted to learn from a Spotify perspective, a producer perspective, how do we make a really great music and talk show utilising the back-end tech that Spotify is building itself. So, yeah, hopefully it does also inspire other people within the music industry, the creator community to try out uh, this format as well. But then I think as we start to learn locally, we'll be able to pass on lots of information around what worked for us and what didn't work. And even last week we brought out an episode and within days I'm looking in the back end of Anchor and looking at the data and the retention rate and changing things up for the record this week to see, hey, will that change the amount of listeners? Will that change the drop-off rate there? Those type of things. And I think we'll start to get these kind of data points that we can share with independent creators, but also within the production community that we create with our originals and different production agencies working with us and being able to say, hey, actually, from many weeks of making this, <laughs> this is these are the tips. These, yeah, yeah. This, this is how to do it. And and so how long has this idea been worked work been worked on in the background at Spotify of 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 melding? Uh, the two parts of the product product together, the the music streaming and the podcasting? Oh, I would have to find that out. But from personal experience, I know that it's something I joined at the 
end of 2019 and it was something that was being spoken about over in a corner of Spotify and then I believe in October last year we released it out to the public so there is a team that has been working on the back end of this format and a lot of other future formats that I don't think we have even scratch the surface of of what we might be able to do within the app and um, RSS feeds and all that kind of thing. And I'm really excited to see what Spotify might send down the pipeline for us to to Mm -hmm. be able to use. That excites me a lot as a producer to go, oh, how can I use the kind of back-end tech and learnings from Spotify to be able to either make really good original shows or be able to um, communicate out to the industry around how to use these tools and things that are coming through. So, yeah, it's been it's been a while. <laughs> Long story short. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of the. I mean, I sometimes get a little bit wary of Spotify in the fact that some of the originals don't leave the platform; that they stay on the platform, and that makes me a little bit scared about the future of podcasting, which I like to think of as open and you know use whatever app you want to use and all that kind of stuff but this I don't have an issue with because this is a you're using technology that uh, obviously the music licensing is just such a fucking pain in the ass I'm never going to do it for any of the shows I'm on and so this is an opportunity that is a good yeah a value add to the lock-in yeah 100% I I agree with that I mean it's the biggest pain point that I think most (laughs) creators have is how can I use music? And I think although this is um, one iteration of how we can use music that attributes the streams back to the artist, which is always a good thing then for um, music labels and all sorts of people within the music industry as well. So it's really kind of complementing the two things that Spotify is good at and I think we should lean into and try and solve for a section of the industry, I guess. And have people taken you up on it? Uh, regular people, are they creating the, these anchor-style shows? Yeah, 100%. We're seeing every week there's new shows um, popping up that people are just getting on anchor and doing it themselves. And that's kind of what happened when the tool got released uh, last year. We said, just go out and make it. Um, you know, when people approached us, we said it's it's really it's really quite simple when you just log in and, and use Anchor. Um, so, yes, every week there's something new. Different um, music labels are using it. Different radio people are using it. It's all sorts of all sorts of different people and they're doing well. That's good to hear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, so I used to host a podcast back in 2007 was when we started. Um, oh, gee. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> And in 2013, I wrote an article for the the site that we were podcasting for, asking basically for exactly this this feature. Um, and yeah. at, at the time, I was like, so 2013, seven years ago, or eight years ago yeah. now, saying like at this stage, only Apple can pull this off because they're the only people that have a podcasting app and a music app. They should squish them together and allow people to create these kind of radio shows. Uh, it's so frustrating of your time Peter <laughs> well no I just got, kind of think you know do, like Apple were the market leaders for so long but I feel that they might have you know taken that market leadership for for granted uh, it feels like Spotify are, are, are moving at a faster rate of innovation at the moment in the podcasting space 
I would agree with that. I think that the amount of growth that we've had over the past couple of years, the acquisitions that we have done, the shows that we've released, and then the technology that is consistently updating every week, every month, I think there's a really big push behind us to to be the world's leading audio service, really. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I've noticed as well that the, the there seems to be a difference in the charts between Spotify and some of the other podcasting clients out there. Uh, and I, I know just like for my own shows, uh, like no one listens to our shows on Spotify. What are we doing? What, what, what can we fix? <laughs> like, is it is it different demographics or is it like, is there a different type of podcast listener on Spotify, do you think, than um, a traditional podcasting person who may be OG like you could yeah. described? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think that the audience on Spotify skews a lot younger and more diverse than other um, listening platforms. Um, and I also think that we have a lot of listeners that are new to podcasts. So they might be music listeners or they might really, really like the Spotify brand. And that's something that I'm quite obsessed with. And a bit of a strategy around A1, the show as well, is how can we entice some of those music listeners on our platform over to podcasts and vice versa? There's so many of them and it's a huge opportunity for creators and podcasters to be creating content for these younger and generally music skewing audiences so that's yeah that's one of the tactics of a1 i guess <laughs> yeah nice nice yeah we, we were talking about it the other day that uh, both myself and tess are spotify users and but neither of us use the podcasting feature of spotify uh, yeah. we, both, we both have separate podcasting apps and and tess said yeah but right now like the the recommendations i'm getting for podcasts are like all the shows I listen to. And I'm like, fuck yeah, same. Like, <laughs> how are they doing that? How are, how are they figuring out what we oh. might want to listen to based on just our musical choices? Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, that's an art. I'm not qualified <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest, but I think, I mean, that's, that's the power of Spotify, right? There's personalized recommendations. And I think that's only going to get better and better as even as more people like you know I was the same I was using um a different podcast player before I started at Spotify and then went what am I doing I've used (laughs) Spotify for nine years like this is silly and I think more and more people will just start that like there's those people that will come across but I think that the opportunity of the people that aren't listening to podcasts yet is where Spotify could really really shine especially in Australia yeah and and so there seems to be at the moment you know a uh, a separation between something like a one and your daily drive or your daily i think it's your daily drive uh, is is there an idea to kind of start melding those shows together like the um That'd right now it seems cool. like that you have to be a, a short daily podcast to be in my daily drive, which makes a lot of sense yeah but yeah yeah is there could you see using the technology of Anchor to, you know, give just like snippets of shows throughout? Yeah. I mean, there's always new things coming down the pipeline. I don't, that could be one of the strategies. I guess with this one, 
the the tool is so new so like the whole thing is just to do it and see what we can learn from it and then see what we might be able to do there's a few different formats especially over in the states there's a format called the get up which utilizes a bit of daily drive and a bit of music and talk together so there could be something that we could work on locally there but yeah we need the the technology to do that I guess so we'll we'll wait and see how that develops out <laughs> mm-hmm. and and so if you were going to tell people who are interested in in starting one of these types of shows just some of the pointers you've you've discovered over the you know the the demo period before you launched and now the launch of the show is there anything any one thing that really sticks out as like uh, I made this mistake don't do it <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's only week two. I don't have too many mistakes yet. Maybe ask me in two months. Okay. (laughs) Um, But I guess at the end of the day, like you would know this too. You've got to, when when you're starting, you've got to know who that audience is that you're creating for. And I guess that was the um, shining beacon for us with A1 in that we know who our audience is based off the playlist Mm -hmm. um, and we know that, you know, we know their listening time of that playlist. We know the tracks that they tell us what is really great about hip hop that week, just based on them listening to tracks, skipping tracks, all those type of things. So I guess that's where I'm learning about that, but it always goes back down to knowing your audience at the start. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll update you in a couple of months and tell you what I've learned. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, this is obviously like the perfect kind of first show to test this this idea out on something that is a a musical show but are there thoughts in the future uh i don't know why i'm asking because people never tell me um, (laughs) what they're planning in the future but uh are there thoughts in the future for you know the combination of other types of shows like talk show just straight out talk shows and things like that yeah i think that there if we can get this show to really work for us and learn and take some really good learnings from it. I don't see why we wouldn't start um, exploring how we could use this tool in other formats and what that could mean. Maybe even some of the shows that we already have going and what that could mean to have music in them or however future formats kind of come through the the pipeline for Spotify as well. So, yeah. <laughs> what are you using to kind of structure the show at the moment? Like what is this kind of general breakdown of, of music to talking to? Uh, is there a kind of formula that you're trying to work to or is it just a bit more organic? It's it's a little bit organic at the moment. We do have a, a bones of a show and we do have segments. Like we do start with the hottest tracks on the A1 playlist based on what has happened that week and what is going to get added to the playlist that week. Mm-hmm. So that starts and informs us of what we should um, talk about straight up. Um, Of course, there's lots of moments for conversation and opinions from the hosts as well, which I think is really important for us. Although A1 playlist gives us a lot of uh, intuition about what people like and what they want to hear. Also, these three hosts, like they have an incredible standing in the industry and all complement each other from different parts of the industry. So they can um, give us some really good, uh, well-rounded opinions, um, not just based on the A1 playlist. And then we talk about news and that could be something really, really local um, that's happening. You know, even this week we just recorded 
about a launch party that happened out in Western Sydney and what happened there and why it was so fun to who won in the Grammys and Kanye winning a, you know, Christian album release. So um, we want to make sure that we're also balancing that hip-hop community here, which is hyper-local, but also obviously influenced by so much internationally as well and giving space to talk about internationals. The other structural point is that we have a hotline, which is a bit old school radio of us, Mm. but um, we thought that could be quite fun. We want people to call in and, you know, ask questions, but also tell us what they're feeling. I'm waiting for the day that we get the 3am call after someone's been to a 1-4 gig who wants to tell us all about it because they're calling on the hotline Mm -hmm. and being able to use that in the show and providing that you know, perspective from outside of our three hosts and and looping that into and providing a bit of different audio texture and um, all that type of thing. Uh, I think that's really fun when you can get interaction. And then every week we want to try and speak to an artist and the balance for that is really important to me. It's important to identify who might be up and coming and getting added to the A1 playlist as a rising star. It's really important to talk to the main people of the industry like the Wang Four and Hooligan Hefts and it's also really important to then start talking to internationals like Cardi B or Kid Leroy and those type of people so there is structure but we we are continually updating it this week and if you listen to the two episodes that will come out you'll hear the difference in well and the, and the change and that was all based on the anchor data and going hey maybe we should shorten this bit or lengthen this out or add a song here all based off listening behavior so it's all very dynamic at the moment wow wow so uh <laughs> that that sounds <laughs> a little so. terrifying to, to uh, yeah, it is a bit. real-time stats um, yeah <laughs> that's cool um i'm you know, the creating shows, as you would know, it's half gut and then half data and you, you're basing yourself on a vibe, but you've really got to look at the data as well. And if you can utilise that data to inform creative, then you're really cooking, I think. Mm, totally. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, Jade said earlier today that while they they really love the idea of the radio format they're, they're still trying to very much um stay in the lane was the way she said it of uh of podcasting um yeah. and you know still feel like a podcast uh, is that something you're trying to kind of uh mold as well is and and what how do you define that what what separates listening to a podcast that has a lot of music in it to listening to a radio station with a dj yeah i guess Um, We still want to bring in what podcasts are known for. It's that, you know, that intimate experience. I guess having music might take you a little bit out of that and you push into a radio space, but podcast is about like connecting with that niche or that community or that host. And I still want the show to feel like that. And that's why I kind of even like those really funny moments that the three of them banter a bit about you know, having hugs, not having sex on Valentine's Day, being a HK, all those like little moments that just come out of their mouths because that's where a lot of the love for podcasting and podcast hosts come from because you feel like you're part of their journey and part of their joke and part of their relationship. And I think that's something that radio can do well, but radio is quite lean back. And this one is a real on demand. The listener is choosing to press play. It's cho- They're choosing to press play on this 
community and this genre. So we need to service them in the way that podcasts are traditionally made, but also give them a little bit of kind of traditional radio spice, I guess. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, this is a really fascinating evolution of podcasting. So I'm, re- I'm really excited to see how this all plays out. All righty. Well, thank you so much again for your time. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.